You're listening to The Served Up Show, a podcast that features inspiring beverage professionals and topic experts that share their passions through meaningful content. Your hostesses, Bridget Albert, is best known as the Market Fresh Mixologist, an industry mentor with over 25 years of experience. And I'm Julie Milroy, best known for my passion for leading change and helping others grow in their careers. Grab a cocktail and sit back. Let's learn how we can make a positive impact in our industry. Hey y'all, it's Bridget here. Get ready to raise your glasses as we welcome a true beverage aficionado and the reigning champion of Netflix's Drink Masters, L.P. O'Brien. With a dynamic career spanning multiple business ventures, LP has not only dazzled taste buds with her creative drinks, but has also worked tirelessly to uplift and enhance the beverage community. Join us as we dive into the world of LP O'Brien, learning from her triumphs, innovation, and dedication to making the beverage industry a better place for all. Welcome back to Served Up. I am so happy to have you on the show today. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. Um, it's 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 been a while. I feel like I love our random run-in, so I get to see you at least uh, once a quarter. <laughs> yes, thank goodness. Can you describe the moment when you found out that you won the Netflix Drink Masters, and really, you know what what winning that show means to you personally? Yeah, you know, it was kind of a surreal moment. I mean, you probably see it on my face when you watch the finale, but um, going into it, I got some really great advice from my husband, which was, you know, take every challenge as it comes. So it, for me, it was never, um, well, what what is the end goal going to be? Am I going to win? It was really like, how can I showcase myself to the best of my ability um, and really just work as hard as I can? I spent a lot of time in the library, et cetera. And um, it was such a challenging kind of experience for me. And ultimately, uh, you know, being in that moment, I was so proud and so happy um, and just really excited um, for the opportunity to honestly just be able to be a part of that experience. It's such an important show for our, our industry. I genuinely feel that because it gives um, a platform and exposure to the talent and really to what it takes um, for someone that's behind the bar who is responsible for creating cocktails. So I'm so happy that, that you're on the show and congratulations again for kicking some ass. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Um, can you talk about how your background and your experience really influenced your approach to creating cocktails and the drinks that you created on the show? Yeah, absolutely. So my culture and just like lived experience definitely um, was a pretty recurring theme in the drinks that I curated on the show and not purposefully at all. I think the best advice I was given um, was to go into that experience and just be myself. And so whenever given a prompt, if there was something that kind of spoke to me or just like something that made me chuckle or, you know, just the nostalgia that um, is so often associated for me with like bodegas, for instance, I was like, I want to kind of share this moment with someone um, in a very uh, authentic and natural way. And hopefully I can evoke the same emotion um, with them that it does for me. And so I talked a little about being, you know, African-American. I talked about being a New Yorker. 
um, bodegas are so ingrained in our culture, especially out in food deserts where a lot of individuals rely on them for groceries. Like what kind of, what other grocery store do you go to where you have like a tab? You know what I mean? So um, there's so many cool things and elements about um, who I am as a person and, and being able to display that on the show. Yeah, that was one of my favorite cocktails that actually you did on the show. I thought that your story was just really cool. And you really painted a picture of how the bodegas are really important to the community. Like yeah. It was, yeah, it was very, very cool. You know, just to um, continue on that, you know, as an African-American, how important is it to you, LP, to have won a competition like this? And what message do you hope that it sends to the beverage community as a whole? I think it's extremely impactful. Um, I, for a really long time, didn't realize the power that I hold as, you know, I, I mean, Afro-Caribbean, Afro-Latina, uh, however you want to say it. And for me, there's so much impact in being able to immerse in different cultures, even the ones outside of my own. And um, what I realized is like, there were so many individuals who saw me on screen and reached out like, oh my goodness, you inspired me as a Black woman. And again, it was just like, I'm just being LP. But along the way, there is a lot of impact and a lot of impression. And I, you know, I don't take that faintly. I, I really, I really try my best to move in a manner in a way that allows others to see a little bit of themselves in me. Um, and then additionally, I think uh, to empower others to kind of go down the unconventional path. If it's something that makes you happy, if it's something that, um, you know, makes you feel alive and ignites that fire in your heart, I say go for it. And there's always a way to make it happen. And um, I'm really honestly very blessed. I don't say lucky because I've worked really hard, but I think that I've met some really good people and individuals who have supported me um, uh, pretty effortlessly and, and additionally have, um, have tried my best to just occupy spaces and rooms where I can be loud and, and you know, be authentically myself. And um, yeah, I just hope that inspires others along the way, but it means a lot. And it's, it's really, it's, it's such an honor and I don't take it lightly. Well, that's a wonderful answer. And you, you know, for those of you who have never met LP, she definitely, you know, lights up a room for sure. Absolutely. I appreciate you. You too, Bridget. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, in your opinion, I would love to know, you know, what makes a truly innovative and creative cocktail and how do you really like um, try to achieve this through your work through LP drinks? Yeah. So I think innovation comes from the heart. I think it's evoking emotion. I think it's um, a lot of storytelling. I think it's really, simply put, it's giving um, parts of ourselves to the people that we get to serve our um, canvas to and hoping that they get to take um, something out of that experience and you know keep it with them for the rest of their lives. And so um, when it comes to innovation, I think it really is about embracing um the the stories or the moments or the kind of um parts and pieces of a thing that you want to focus on um and finding ways to allow that to be something that other people can experience and you know i was saying this the other day to um an up and coming bartender they were like i don't know how you do it you have all this like cool programming and um like events and i was you know bodega culture is an example which is one of my programs um I said, that really came from that drink I made on the show. Like that's, it wasn't like I was searching for it. I didn't like, I didn't sit down for like several hours. Like, what is the next thing I'm going to do? It was just like rolling with the punches almost. Um, and I think it's so cool because now I get to celebrate this thing that's so ingrained in me and who I am and, and make it something that other people can partake in. And so 
innovation is a funny word for me because I also think I, you know, if I go to a bar and they serve me a classic daiquiri, but they share a different story with me or they evoke an emotion or they incorporate a, like a different multi-sensory experience, that's still being innovative. Um, and so I think it really is just the manner in which we approach um, cocktail making as a canvas. Absolutely. Can you tell the listeners about the different programs that you do? You have um, such a far reach in the beverage industry, you know, beyond being um, a celebrated um, winner on a Netflix show, right? For their first cocktail focus show, which is amazing. Drink Masters, folks, if you haven't watched it, what are you doing? (laughs) <laughs> on Netflix and watch the thing. It's amazing. Yeah. You know, can you talk a bit about your work with Sipony um, for health? You have so many, so many programs. And I think our listeners would really be interested in all the platforms that you're working on. Yeah, for sure. Um, so there's Sipony, which is um, uh, an, a company that I'm a shareholder in. So I took a portion of the winnings that I got from Drinkmasters. Um, and essentially it's this amazing organization that Amanda Vittoria and Joey Mintz, um, uh, co-founded together. So they're partners in life, um, as well as, you know, uh, with this amazing platform and we've curated and created this, um, canned cocktail that has, uh, rye whiskey, New York honey, lemon juice, and soda water and, you know, high quality ingredients, delicious, really with a mission to save the bees, to bring awareness. And, you know, one of the really interesting elements of this is like, we really want to um, empower bartenders to acknowledge that they have a choice when incorporating RTDs on their menu. The same way we are so focused um, and very intentional about like the ingredients we put in our drinks and the types of cocktails we put on our menu, we should also, you know, um, take that same consideration into the RTDs that we place on our menu. Uh, The most important thing to highlight is a B Corp certified organization, which means that we take a portion of our uh, revenue every year, and we donate it to nonprofits that focus on ways in which they can help improve the environment. So uh, it's a, ca- a canned cocktail with a mission for sure. Um, very, very naturally spoke to me. I also own a company called Focus on Health. Um, we do health and wellness advocacy. Um, co-founded that along with Alex Jump, who's an amazing um, leader in this sector as well. And I'm just really fortunate that we get to collaborate with individuals outside of the beverage sector who focus on health and wellness initiatives so that we can create programming that um, really allows a bit of versatility. Um, And we like to humanize the experience a bit. You know, I am a firm believer that there are so many amazing and wonderful people in the sector. People often like are so fixated on their successes that they forget that they're humans and who cry and get sad and get, you know, anxiety and are sometimes depressed. And so we really like to humanize the individuals that we get to work with and the folks that we look up to. And it's a really cool and very different approach, um, but it's proven to be very successful for us. So we're excited about that. And um, I have Cocktails and Comedy, which is an extension of my experience on Drinkmasters working with Tone Bell, who was the host, and Rojo Perez, who was the story editor on the show. Um, really, again, collaboration with creatives. And finally, Bodega Culture, um, which is a pop-up um, collaborating with chefs in different cities um, and really acknowledging bodegas are so different everywhere you go. And so in all of those different um, elements, we're always focused on giving back to charities and organizations. But um, as you can see, there's a lot of collaboration with creatives and such different missions, depending on the programs that we're talking about. So much. You just yes. so much, LP. So oh, my much. oh my goodness. I'm so proud of you, lady. Oh my Dang. God. Just so amazing. 
you know, as we're just, you know, talking about your successes and all this programming that you're doing, would love it if you could give, you know, some advice to beverage professionals that are really aspiring to do more and maybe talk about some of the challenges that you've had along your journey so far and how you've overcome them really to help inspire others. Yeah. You know, there are a couple of ways we can talk about this. So I think the first thing is acknowledging that subject matter experts are our friends and we can't do everything. Um, I certainly have a very hard time of kind of letting go of control. Um, I mean, for so long, I worked for people who um, I'd say did things really well, but there were always like things here or there where I was like, well, if I own my own thing, I could do this my way, you know? And so I took the things I loved about working at spaces and the things I didn't um, and really just curated, obviously, my own company, right? With that being said, it's really important to acknowledge you can't do everything, um, nor should you. So I've really, uh, I'm very lucky because I've placed myself in a position where I work with bartenders who, who I hire, who help me with bookkeeping, who help me with, you know, like... Um, videography, photography, who assist me with graphic design. And I'm very lucky that there are so many individuals in the sector who are so talented, um, who I can give a platform to, who I can give some money to. A lot of the people I work with are moms. Um, a lot of the individuals I work with are people of color and women. And again, I think um, I'm very intentional about the individuals I work with, because I think that we, we have a choice always and we can make an impact. But yeah, it's the biggest lesson I've learned, especially after Drink Masters. Things have just been too busy. And you, you mean, you can't do it yourself. Um, I think the other lesson is boundaries. Oh my gosh, boundaries are such a beautiful thing. Um, and it's something that I'm still navigating. But my peace of mind, ooh, I can tell you that I'm living a much stress um, less life <laughs> because I've, I've been able to focus a bit more or a bit less rather on what people say or think about me um, or even just wondering and focusing a lot more on who I am as a person. Am I, am I a better version of myself today than I was yesterday? Um, am I continually putting in work to be a better beverage professional, a better friend, a better uh, mentor, et cetera. And, you know, we, we can be very hard on ourselves. Um, uh, I think this world is kind of set up and designed in a way where we're constantly comparing ourselves to others and their successes, never their failures, though. And so I think when we can also humanize ourselves and others, um, it takes off a little of the burden um, that often comes with being successful. I'm really I'm, I'm really grateful for that, though, because that really was the biggest lesson. Um, also, putting myself in spaces and in places and around people who truly care for me. People show us who they are. They show us their true colors always. And, um, you know, I, I'm a Pisces by nature. We're very emotional beings, but I also think I'm a very kind person and uh, to my detriment sometimes. Um, but I'm very grateful because the people in my corner and the people in my circle are people who are there for me. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they don't get jealous at my successes. They celebrate them. They champion for me. Um, I know I can count on them. I can tell them things. I can you know, they, they're a soundboard and that's a beautiful thing. Um, I realized that having like a much smaller pack with much more um, quality relationships was so much better than just being surrounded by more people. Um, and so as I've kind of transitioned out of being behind the bar, those are some of the things that's really helped me, uh, especially when you have that 
that distance with bars, sometimes it can be a bit isolating. So as you, you know, venture on uh, and continued on your path of being entrepreneurs, independent contractors or traveling bartenders, and honestly, even still behind the bar, I think those are some of the things that have worked best for me. It's really hard um, uh, navigating life, I think, if we're being honest. And so talking a little bit more and being a bit more honest and open about the difficulties you encounter, you'll find that there are more people than you think that are going through the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the beverage industry, I always say, is not for the weak. Yeah, it's, it's hard. Not, it can be very brutal. Yeah, it can. And it can some, of it, some of it stems from within, though. And I realize mm-hmm. that now. Um, but some of it doesn't, unfortunately. And so I think, I think those are just all things that are important. And I'm, honestly, some of those things are things that you taught me. So I'm grateful for that. Well, I'm grateful for you, LP, you know, and your life lessons today. You know, um, when I said that, you know, just that this industry can roll over your face if you let it, you know, it, it really, really can. And so I think that you just gave some really sound advice on keeping folks around the, around you that really care about you and have your, you know, intentions protected as well. Right. And I think that that is so important. And yes, less is sometimes way more. Yeah. You have the quality of the people behind you that you know have your back, especially exactly. when you're out there in the community trying to accomplish the work that you're doing. That's important. So, yeah. yeah. yeah sure. You know, for those who might feel a little bit isolated, you know, behind the bar, you know, let's talk about them. You know, some of the bartenders, beverage managers, anybody in the beverage space, you know, how can they start to really build that community if they feel like, well, gosh, this sounds great, but I don't, I don't have that. Yeah. You know, for me, it was always um, partaking in, in things outside of um, my job that allowed me to find connection with individuals. I think one of the best lessons Alex Jump taught me when we were starting Focus on Health, because the whole reason it was even developed was the prompt from MIB, which was, what are the things outside of bartending that you love that bring you joy? And she was like, I don't know, (laughs) you know? And then her response was like, you know what? It's taking care of myself. It's advocating for myself in a way that makes me whole. And I I think it's true. It's, um, I think it's really important to continue to put ourselves in positions where we can do things outside of bartending that make us feel whole, whether that is, I don't know, joining a sports club, going to a gym, um, going for walks and, you know, I walk with one of my neighbors every once in a while. It's so cool. And, uh, when I take my dog to the dog park, I have a few like friends I hang out with there, but, um, those authentic connections, um, sometimes are the, the ones that are their strongest and they don't necessarily need to be within the beverage sector. Um, my husband does not work in beverage and he's one of my best friends. So I think, I think it's the way we approach it more than anything else. And some of those connections may be, may very well be within the beverage sector. Uh, But don't be afraid to kind of venture out and be open to connecting with individuals who don't necessarily know everything about beverage. You know, you just mentioned something. Hobbies are so important. Yes. Anything that's outside of, even if you're not in the beverage industry, whatever industry that you are in, it is really important to get out of that and into something else because that does. I I think, you know, give you that true release, you know, from your stress, because I know when I'm tap dancing, for instance, oh, I love it. Yeah, the goofy things that I like to do has nothing to do with beverage. I'm sure as hell not taking my work to the studio, right? (laughs) So 
try oh, to I think of it. something that that you that's just yours. Yeah, a hobby. Exactly. I'm a huge Peloton nerd. I love Peloton and I love mm-hmm. skiing. I love cooking. Um, I also love watching Netflix on my couch with my dog. So <laughs> can you talk to us about what you would like in the future as far as the beverage industry goes? You know, LP, what would you like to see more of maybe some changes in the beverage industry as well? But what does that future look like to you? I think a, a world with a bit more love and compassion, um, more humanizing of ourselves and others, more understanding. You know, I think that those are words that we often throw around, but um, it's a lot more than just saying. It's a lot. Uh, it needs to be implement implemented, right? It, in the systems and the structures that we have within our spaces, in the standards that we uphold for ourselves, that advocacy. And we saw a lot of that during COVID, right? For the first time, I saw so many bartenders saying like, this is not okay. And I don't stand for it. And I loved that. Um, You know, I think there's a pretty negative connotation associated with speaking up and out. And I, I don't think that that that's okay. I think that people should be allowed to advocate for themselves and um, in a space that is safe um, and that allows them to do that. So that psychological safety is so important. Um, I think additionally, what I would love to see is a little bit more collaboration as well. It's it's been really fun to see these like pop ups and, um, you know, bars like kind of supporting other uh, bars and and programs that I've developed. Again, a lot of them stemming from COVID, a lot of them stemming from a time where we really needed nurturing and support and solidarity. I don't I, I don't know why it disappeared. Maybe it's because we all kind of went back into autopilot, but I loved seeing that. I think that even with the types of conversations I was having with people then, they felt supported. They felt loved. They felt nurtured. Yeah. And I don't want us to steer away from that. I think that there was something really terribly, obviously difficult about COVID, but also very good because it was the first time we had a chance to pause and acknowledge like what was good for us, what wasn't, um, what we liked, what we didn't. And then more importantly, um, who we are as individuals and what we want for ourselves, which I thought was so powerful. Um, I agree with you 110%. I think through the whole, uh, you know, through the social uprising, through COVID itself, being really stuck in one space, right? Yeah, absolutely. We were gifted um, with time. I agree. Whether we liked it or not. Absolutely. And so for those who actually took a minute to reflect, you know, I, I did see some very positive changes happening, but the conversation needs to continue. And and evolve because we are not there yet. I agree. Yeah, for sure. So tell me what's next for you. Oh my gosh, so many things. Um, the question, the number one question is when are you opening a bar? When are you opening a bar? <laughs> Let's start with that. Are you opening a bar? When I, is it? Where I is it? Can know. I go? I think that, you know, <laughs> what I, I'm always about the unconventional path. Um, there are a lot of opportunities, TBD. Believe me, you know what? Well, I'll let you be the reveal. I'll make sure I reach back out when okay. it's Okay, I now. love that. Um, I'm always looking for uh, opportunities that allow me to give back to the community. Mm -hmm. And I want to wait for the right opportunity to kind of arise, whether that's a nonprofit bar, whether that, I don't know. I don't know what it will be, but I want it to be impactful. Um, It takes a lot. You know, it's a baby. It's a child that you are Mm -hmm. raising into this world. And uh, I want to give it my all. And I just, it needs to be the right one for me. Um, As far as what's next, uh, I'm writing a book. (gasps) 
So writing a book, let's pause for one second. Tell us about that project. (laughs) Uh, It's, it's honestly without saying too much, really focused on, I guess this stage of my career and my approach to making cocktails. And so wonderful. um, I have a partner in crime I brought in for that. And so that'll be coming out um, sometime next year. So TBD, stay tuned. Um, And yeah, just like continuing the programs and projects I have. Oh, I can announce this. I will be launching in the next few weeks um, a very uh, cool, like immersive experience. It'll be available in specific cities and abroad, but um, it's along the lines of what my website name is, LP Drinks. So LP Drinks DC, maybe Mexico, we'll see. But taking folks on a journey where they can go to like... um, uh, food, local food markets and um, arboretums and bars and um, partake in like cocktail workshops, et cetera. And, um, you know, I just got back from Oaxaca and I love travel because mm-hmm. it allows me to take um, an opportunity to connect with people outside of the U.S. on an intimate level and bring those experiences to others um, in a way that aligns with me. And it's a huge responsibility, right? Yeah. You want to make sure you're doing um, those individuals and those spaces and people justice. So um, it's something I've been working on. And so, yeah, that'll be coming out soon. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited. You're taking your talents on the road for others. Yeah, what? It'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be fun. <laughs> Sounds amazing. Yes, yes, yes. So um, always thinking amazing. of new things, but um, it's always about collaboration for me. So Yeah, absolutely. Can you tell our listeners where they can find you? You mentioned your website. Do you mind mentioning that again and where they can find you on social and all that good stuff? Absolutely. So it's www.lpdrinks.org. For Instagram, it's lpdrinksdc. Um, And then from there, those two uh, spaces, you can kind of navigate and see all the other programming and services that I offer. But yeah, if you ever have questions or want to chat, reach out, slide into my DMs. I'll always chat, uh, chat and talk to you. Um, yeah, uh, bartenders, I love speaking to bartenders. I love teaching bartenders. I love being able to support them. Um, and more often than not, the question that you have been um, longing to ask has an answer that I can give or someone else can. So don't be afraid to ask those questions. Well, thank you for that, LP. I want to thank you so much for coming back on Served Up. It is always such a joy to have you on the show. I am incredibly excited for you with all of the programs and all the good work that you are doing. And I can't wait to see everything, like all of it, just (laughs) grow and explode over the years to come. I think we're just scratching the surface of of what, what you're going to do, you know, for and with in the industry. So thank you for that. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Always, uh, always special to get some time to chat with you. Absolutely. Congratulations again for your big win on Drink Masters. And again, for our listeners who have not watched it, what are you waiting for? (laughs) I binge watched it over two days. (laughs) Did you really? Oh, it took me two days. Yeah. I divided it half and half divided. (laughs) And I did. I sat on my couch and I watched it and I loved it. I thought it was so wonderful. And the set is beautiful. And the competitors, you know, your competitors, your, your, they have to be your good friends now. They can just not be, are they? Yeah, there's I'm some just people. assuming. I don't know. I watch it all. I'm like, they have to be all like great friends now because yeah, you went yeah. through it together. It's interesting. Cause it's like, 
situations like that are like definitely bond individuals. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And there are people I'm definitely like closer uh, with than others, but everyone on that show did an amazing job. And I'm, I like, I'm, it's so fun to watch what they're all doing because um, mm-hmm. everyone's so different, but uh, it's just, it's really inspiring. Um, it was a really beautiful display of the versatility that exists within our sector. And I thought it was really awesome to see everyone do their thing. Yeah. Yeah, I agree 100%. Well, you know, on behalf of Served Up LP, I just want to, you know, wish you the best of health and a lot of peace. Thank you for being on our show. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Served Up is brought to you by Southern Glazers Wine and Spirits. Produced by Zunu.online. Music by We Kill the Lion can be found on Spotify. Make sure to subscribe to be notified of future Served Up episodes. Cheers!